Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, in the studio number three, hosted by the Omniflix Network with NFT creators and collectors. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, and uh, welcome to In the Studio episode three. Uh, we've had a bit of uh, glitch and uh, could not start on time we are about six seven minutes late but uh thank you all for joining in today and earlier you were listening to a track a music nft uh within the collection hd music the music nft's title slinky slinky number six priced in juno currently supported on the omniflix net market so check this out check out hd music shout out to the creator and uh, all the music nfts within all right all right we see our creators miss snaps hi miss snaps how are you doing hi guys thanks for having me on um i actually think i'm coming down with the flu so i'm going to do my best to to hang in there and and do this session with you guys today um i really appreciate being able to jump on here and and talk about my project so thanks for having me Hey, definitely. Thank you. We know it's uh, quite, uh, it's probably quite late uh, wherever you are. And uh, yeah, definitely. We'll keep it short, but uh, we'd love to know more about uh, your collection, Pink Jellyfish, and uh, how you came up with it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> my friend introduced me to NFTs um, in December. And at that time, I, I didn't know anything about, um, I guess, the crypto world or about NFTs or anything like that. So it's been a really interesting journey and a fun journey um, to learn so quickly everything that's involved in creating an NFT project. And when I decided to make my project, um, uh, I'm a community development officer and I thought it would be really nice to create a project that has some real-world utility and and does some good for our planet. So I have a bit of a... um, environmental project which um focuses on i guess just raising some awareness around all the covid trash that's out there in our world you know we've been using a lot of masks and everywhere i go i see uh the disposable masks on the ground everywhere so um yeah i decided to create a project um with a bit of real world utility and um I've partnered up with two different charities that uh, help to clean up beaches and oceans because it's one of my favourite places and and I guess that was a spot that I was really starting to notice a lot of this trash. Um, And, yeah, so I'm working with Tangara Blue and with the Saba Dive Rangers and um, with my project, when you adopt one of my jellyfish, 
Um, I physically will go and collect rubbish from our local beaches and waterways. Uh, all the profits from my project will go to the two um, charities that I just mentioned. So um, that will help them to keep doing the, the great work that they do at cleaning up beaches and oceans and, and advocating for change in that space. And, and I'm no expert in this space either. Um, this is sort of the beginning of my journey, trying to be a better human and, yeah, just try and um, have a bit of impact um, u- utilising this new technology. And um, I think it's really exciting as a digital artist to, you know, be able to authenticate your art, but not only that, add add some value to it. Um, and I see so many people doing it in so many different ways. So it's a really interesting space to be in. And, yeah, um, I've been working with Omniflix, which has just been really amazing. Um, they've been so helpful in helping me launch my project because obviously I'm not a coder. Um, I've been a digital artist for a while, but yeah, when it comes to coding, that's not really my my specialty. So shout out to the Omniflex team for helping me launch um, my first really big project in the NFT space. Um, and if it's okay, I'd also like to shout out to the um, Knots NSA crew. Um, Knots have been um, supporting me with my project as well. They have a, a not supporting artist program and um, their developers have been working with Omniflex to help me get my project up and running. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time and, and thanks to everybody who's already adopted and minted one of my jellyfish. Hey, thank you, Ms. Snaps. Uh, yep, we want to empower the creators and uh, collectors that that might be exposed to this entire ecosystem, but may not necessarily have all the skills to be able to take care of it. You know, we are making sure uh, to actually provide the tools and uh, help all of you uh, to do what you do best. And I found it really easy also. Uh, you guys have created a platform that's really user-friendly for, for someone who's not confident in the um, uh, coding space. So congratulations to Omniflix for all the hard work uh, you and your developers are doing. You, you're creating an amazing platform for people like myself to be able to um, learn how to do things in the crypto world and, and be a part of the cosmos. So thanks, guys. Thank you. That means a lot to us. And shout out to the Nots team as well. Definitely, you know, they're doing a great job building the community uh, with NFTs around uh, the within the Cosmos ecosystem uh, around everything that they do, uh, as well as support creators. So huge shout out to them. And uh, yeah, I had one question, Ms. Nap. So were you involved with uh, with uh, uh, with these projects uh, from an environment standpoint, even before NFTs or uh, how did you get into that? Or was it something that uh, developed in the recent past? Um, I'm, I'm a street artist as well. So um, obviously all art forms have uh, an environmental, I- environmental impact. So for, for quite some time, I've been sort of reflecting on my own um, techniques and materials that I use. Um, and then when I started looking at, um, this project and what I might be able to do, I guess I hadn't done anything like that before. And I just thought, um, a lot of the, the projects that, that I was seeing being launched, um, that they all had different purposes, um, 
one in particular was the the meta trees and um that was like my first nft that i ever purchased and and if you purchase one of their trees um they physically plant that and have a project to um i guess teach better farming ways so here in australia i think they're based in new south wales they have a massive um, block of land and I think they plan to plant about 25,000 or 50,000 trees um, through their project. So that really intrigued me in, in the way that they were, I guess, using that digital art and that NFT utility to do something good in the environment. And I just thought, what is a simple way that I can use my art to raise a little bit of awareness around all of this trash that we're seeing everywhere? Um, raise some funds to help the charities that are doing this great work. In particular, the the Sabadai Rangers, they're only a really small group and they're based where I was born and they go around um, out of their own pocket uh, scooping all of the ghost nets out of around the islands and trying to stop illegal fishing. So um, for that particular group, um, if I were to adopt out my full project, that could potentially mean nearly $20,000 for them to be able to keep that work going. So I'm really excited just to, you know, try and raise some funds and, and see where it goes. Um, I'm going to be doing my project for 12 months, so I'm not in really wanting to sell it out all at once because obviously if that happened, I'd have to go and collect a 1,000 bags of rubbish in one go, which um, would be a pretty big task for me to do on my own. But I've had a lot of people... Uh, getting um, involved and said that they're going to come and help me collect some of that rubbish and with the different people that have already adopted a jellyfish and and being a part of the chat that I held when I launched, um, they're all saying that they'd really like to do like a global cleanup day where everybody who's adopted one of the jellyfish will go out and help pick collect rubbish from either their beaches or the waterways around near where they live. So. Um, I think that my project will evolve in many different ways and, and hopefully do a lot of good for our environment. Hey, 100%. And uh, glad to see you uh, be involved earlier too. And uh, yeah, take this further. And uh, yeah, uh, do let us know when that uh, campaign is planned and uh, we'll do our best to support as well. So great going and uh, thank you. Uh, I'll just uh, get back to. You, Ms. Naps, after a question from one of the audience members, Roos. Uh, hi, Roos. Uh, do you have a question or a thought to share? Yeah, Roos, if you're uh, you know listening and whenever you have a question, uh, please let us know and uh, we'll uh, have you up here again. With that, I'll hand it over to Ken, uh, the OG host of In The Studio. And Ken, yeah, please take it forward. Great morning and great and thank you, Sissa, for uh for holding things down for me while I uh while I uh took some time to get set up here. Appreciate it. Uh good morning everybody. So um sorry for the delayed entrance today. Um but had some technical difficulties that um finally were able to get resolved, thankfully. So uh we'll be joined shortly by uh Man from Skynet, who just had his uh, his new novel published on the blockchain, uh, that I believe is the first for uh, Omniflix, uh, a book that will be uh, released on the blockchain, 
and I believe he's has now joined us. Uh, how are you today, Paul? Good morning. Doing great. Is uh, um, uh, my kids promoting from uh, junior high to high school here uh, a little later this morning? But yeah, things are going great. That's wonderful to hear. Um, so you're joining us from the states, correct? Yes, California. Ah, lovely, lovely. Opposite sides of the opposite sides of the of the country for uh, for us then. Uh, countries or the world? Are you on the east coast or are you? Uh... I'm on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Oh, okay, yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so your your novel is has launched today, or um, will be launching today? No, it is launched. I launched it last uh, last evening before I crawled into bed. It's uh, it's there and accessible, um, which um, yeah, I'm excited about. So, can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, how many uh, copies are are released, and what the uh, the structure of your release is so my um uh release is a collection of 100 um um limited edition genesis uh um copies of the sand king is the story um and i guess i will continue on so the uh sand king is a fantasy story think along the lines of terry brooks um uh, lord of the rings maybe um but the goal of the story <clears throat> or my goal here is to produce this in um episodes um like this first episode is like 2057 words approximately um but my goal here is to continue releasing episodes but to develop a community where people will uh be able to provide input can suggest plot lines suggest characters whatever it is you know you will have the opportunity to um, um, pitch that uh, to me within uh, our um, discord community of a discord server um, each of the uh, stories and right now what you would see in the uh, marketplace is a preview which is basically the cover in the first page which includes uh, the link to the discord community so you would come there and join the community um, there's a channel for uh, those that have per actually purchased the story and those are the folks that get to um, provide input and direction um, for the story. So that is ultimately, yeah, the neat utility. Um, kind of why am I doing this? Um, it's, um, I guess for me, it's more like a, a personal growth uh, thing, if you will. Um, so the story goes back to... Um, um, a couple of years ago, I decided, ah, I think I want to write a book. So I took a master class at uh, a master class online for uh, writing a book. And this master class I took was uh, um, James Patterson, well-known author. Um, yes. So uh, I took that master class and I started doing some, you know, one of the things, you know, they have you do is doing uh, just free writing. You know, start out with trying to write a certain amount of time and regularity. So I was doing that. And these are some of the, you know, there's a few more stories that uh, are waiting in the wing, if you will, 
uh, that come directly from that exercise of, of brainstorming and, and writing and trying to build that pattern. Um, so, of course, life got busy, what have you. I was, you know, kind of finishing up my career and there was a lot of toxicity on my job there, which was another thing that kind of drove that desire for some uh, creativity or a different outlet. Um, so, um, so, you know, the story kind of ended for a while as I was dealing with stuff there, but now I'm retired. So, you know, I've been watching the, uh, you know, I've been in crypto for a bit now and seeing, you know, NFTs. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is a way for me to revive these stories and and hopefully, you know, start a community and develop them and, you know, exercise that creativity part of, of my brain. And and so. um so I had these episodes. So when you, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. So when uh, so when you started writing this, did you kind of have the idea that you wanted to get input from your community uh, in, in the process of writing it? You know, or is that something that uh, was that something that you set out to, uh, to to do, or was that something that kind of developed as you went along? It definitely developed as I went along. I mean, because when I started out, you know, I'm thinking kind of in the traditional uh, sense of things, because um, when I started, yeah, there was no thought of, uh, I didn't know very much about NFTs. There probably wasn't very much about t- NFTs when I first started, you know, uh, this road uh, to here. So that came How along. How long ago did you start writing the book? See, it was back in... Like 2019, 2020. Okay. Um, did you do the artwork for the book as well, or is that, um, or did somebody else do that with that, you? No, they, they, yeah, it was, I outsourced that um, and, you know, just provided input. The person, you know, pitched some designs for me and, and, you know, I gave input and settled on this particular book cover. Gotcha. Uh, you said the book is uh, kind of, you can, you can like kind of, uh, uh, attribute it to uh, or compare it to uh, Lord of the Rings. How does the cover kind of play into the storyline? Well, you know, I, I the cover um, is, you know, the artist um, rendition. So, I mean, obviously I provided him kind of a synopsis of what's going on and he came up with this art design. Um, the, for me, the, the cover is also it, it, um, creates i guess gives me a mental picture of what you know the main city would look like so it's actually i'm actually using it as kind of a guide of oh okay this is what the city main city will look like and then you know i can build the world around that so ultimately that's how the 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 cover is going to play into to the story are we still there hey ken if you're talking you're not able to hear anything but paul i hear you well loud and clear okay yeah okay uh, so I'll, i can continue on while he gets back on um so yeah he's just so, missing yeah, he yeah. has a small technical issue he'll be back right back okay all right so um so the you know i'm looking forward to uh you know developing the community and helping to you know, there's an excitement or a, you know, the possibility just opens up when you have uh, multiple people being able to provide input and, and kind of, you know, I think it should go this way or that way, um, as opposed to, you know, traditionally, it's the author that 
you know, decides everything and nobody's provided input. So this is the the uh, um, experiment, one might say, um, with going into the NFT and opening up, you know, the the direction of the story to the community, to the people that are actually taking interest in uh, the story and, and, you know, create this new community and, um, you know, and as a community kind of drive the direction of, of the story. And so, and I think um, I'll, I'll delve out a little more into my background. I know that was one of the things you wanted me to touch on. Um, I've, uh, you know, I'm retired. I, have 25 years uh it experience so that's uh my professional background but um the creativity part of me is um you know in high school i was in band so played in a couple of instruments was in the uh, marine corps drum and bugle corps for four years and before getting into nursing and it and from there um um you know, I've worked and then I joined the community uh, choir because uh, I love music and kind of miss music. Um, so that really was like my creativity also getting started there, touching that nerve and, and singing there. Uh, so this is kind of what led me through. And then in 2017 timeframe was when I found the crypto and uh, which was an interesting adventure how i got into it and i guess that's a long story for a different <laughs> podcast if you will but it wasn't a very good experience uh how i got introduced to crypto um but the good thing was it did get me too into crypto so with my it background it's like oh let me learn about this and so then i started um um interesting i found a project through a Gray browser ad called uh, Akash, and so I started with their test net. And like, oh, what's this? You know, being a validator, I kind of touched on that with um, um, another project um, that's stepping in my mind at the moment. Um, but went through their kind of test net phase, but you had to have tokens, and it was a non-Cosmos project. And so, you know, once the testnet was done it was like well if you didn't have a million tokens you were not going to be a validator so that was that and then from there was when i found akash and began validating on their testnet and i will just say everybody starts somewhere and and this applies to the um to nfts also that you know you start at zero and you learn you know unfortunately for me i i came across folks that were nice and willing to share um, their knowledge and so um, that was the first project i uh, uh validated for and that's where everything began for me in the crypto field and and which would ultimately lead to me to here nice so was akash your gateway to the cosmos yes it was it was okay that's perfect uh, so yeah, uh, just a quick question, Miss Navs, if you're still there, uh, how did you get into Cosmos first? Was it through Knots or uh, was it through other means that you discovered the ecosystem? Uh, actually, I, I, I have a local friend here who's um, a lawyer and specializes in cryptocurrency, and he was the one who initially introduced me to NFT. So um, I guess I'd seen the advertisements 
for the projects like the the monkey profile um i think is that on ethereum or OpenSea or one of those platforms but i didn't really i guess test out any of those spaces i just jumped straight into the cosmos because that's the space that tangled was working in and um i guess the community in that space was really amazing too so it was really nice to be able to connect up with people and have so many people help help you to learn what you needed to learn and and do all of that. So, yeah, I, I initially was introduced to Stargaze, but because Stargaze require you to have some coding skills to be able to launch on their platform, the second space that I was introduced to was OmniFlix. And as soon as I jumped on your platform, um, I was able to quite independently um, set up my first little small NFT project, which I did for International Women's Day. Um, I do a lot of uh, community work in that space as well. So, yeah, it was really nice to be able to jump on your platform and it was so user-friendly. Um, and then, yeah, I just when I started working with your team, I just knew that that was the right space right space for me to launch my project in. Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Ms. Snaps. Uh, yeah, it was uh, amazing to have folks that, uh, you know, were uh, exploring all of it for the first time had experience within other ecosystems, uh, jumping into OmniFlix. And uh, yeah, this was uh, something that we've uh, enjoyed too in the process and uh, very happy to have uh, been working with you. Uh, so is there anything that uh, you'd like folks to know before, uh, you know, we know it's getting late. If you can stay, that will be amazing. But uh, you know, before we move on to the other uh, creators, is there anything else that you'd like to share uh, with our fellow audience? Um, yeah, just that if you're if you're interested, I dropped a link up above to um, my my Twitter and my Discord channel. Um, I, I'm not in this to like sell out instantly. This is sort of a 12 month project for me, so it'll be a bit of a journey that I document um, all of the the times that I go out and collect rubbish for each of those adoptions, as well as um, how much I'm able to raise. Um, because all, like I said, all the profits are going to the two, two charities. So um, I think it's a really nice NFT project for anyone who's interested in um, doing a little bit of good for the environment and and helping these two charities to to do the really important work they do. So thank you so much, everyone, for having me and and letting me talk to you about my project. And real quick, Miss Snaps, uh, just before you head out, uh, one last question for you. So when you started this project, was it um, was it your goal primarily to just make sure the uh, world was a better place and clean the oceans and, do, and things like that? Or was there something bigger at play for you? Um, <clears throat> funny enough, uh, in my community development role, I look after youth sports and recreation. <clears throat> Sorry, I am catching the flu. So if I, my foot gets a bit croaky, I apologize. Anyway. Well, as long as it's the flu and not COVID, then <laughs> yeah. everything's good. But yes, yeah, so I work with young people and in particular, I, I support and mentor a group called Level Up, which is like a, a youth group that run their own esports meetup and, and tournaments and things. And when I first talked to them about NFTs, they kind of scoffed at me and said that it was a load of rubbish. And, and a lot of other gamers that were young as well also sort of were quite negative about it. And it, it really motivated me to show them that any resource can be used for good or bad, depending what, what you want to do with it. So I guess that was a bit of motivation 
to make it a bit of a social impact project as well as just, I guess, who I am as a person and the work that I do in the community. It just feels good to be able to do something nice. So I thought I would do an experiment and and see how you could use the utilities in NFTs to, yeah, just give back and, yeah, try and – I'm not perfect in any way, shape or form. Like I said, I'm a spray painter, so, you know, I, I put my own bad things out into the environment. So I just thought this was a way to be able to put something back. Well, that's very admirable, and uh, we, the, the world appreciate the uh, the world and the earth appreciate it. Um, so, thank you for the work that you're doing, and best of luck with the project. And I'm, I hope you'll come back and talk to us more about it soon, and let us know how the progress is going. Yeah, thanks so much. And I guess by every person who who decides to adopt it, they're doing that work too, because we're all contributing a little bit to support those charities. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It is just after midnight here and I'm not feeling so great. So I'm going to take off, but I hope you all have a great session and, and congratulations to all the other artists that are on here and, and launching and minting their first projects. It's a really exciting time. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Feel better. And Paul from Skynet, are you still with me over here? Yes, I'm still here. All right. So sorry about that. And um, so. Where was I with, before with you? You were um, a little bit about the uh, the artwork on the cover and how that kind of ties into the. Did you get through that answer? Um, uh, it just yeah. In summary, that I was going that you know I, I worked with a third party on that and I'm going to utilize that. Um, um, you know, basically, I guess the original question had to do with uh, how does the uh, artwork factor into the story and that basically you know that was provided a third party and i'm incorporating that into uh like that will be like the main city so um that's how the artwork was going to be utilized uh, within the story gotcha um so when you're um when you're starting the process of getting feedback from the community and the story how is that something that um, is it something that you're compelled to do in terms of uh, taking the community's feedback? Um, you know, how is that? How's that process going to work? Like, how much say are the people going to have? Say, I mean, I, I of course will retain you know the the direction of it, the final say of it. Um, but you know, I will uh, you know obviously you know I will have the idea in my head and I did you know be true to that you know my core vision for the story but you know i, I will definitely be incorporating the community and uh their input and you know kind of the directions because you know being an nft in this new era you know it's it's um you know i think far as an author goes it's, it's a really uh, a new direction to go so um people should expect to see a, a lot of their suggestions being incorporated into the story. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure uh, as you go through, it's kind of going to be like, um, you know, trial and error of seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, do you have like already like a, a framework for the story? Like how you're going to see, how you see the, the um, you know, the coming chapters or coming episodes or how, what do you call them? Uh, the implementations of the story? Are they chapters? Are they, uh, episodes or what? Uh, I'm, I'm calling them episodes, and um, I have uh, not did my 
timeline or outline there just yet. Um, I know, I know like the next step. So, you know, the beginning of the story was, you know, they were in a foreign land and there was betrayal and, um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, a last minute save and now they're back in their home country. So that's where the story is right now. They made it back to their home country. And then, you know, there's obviously there needs to start being more character development, more world uh, development and those things there. And um, so that's where the story is now. And so start laying that foundation and then start moving out from there. Gotcha. Um, and do you have any uh, other stories that are in the works at the moment, or is this um, is this one that you that you started? I know you said you had other ones that you started writing while you were doing the master class, but is like do you have any uh, other planned NFT stories that you're um, that you're getting ready to release as well? Uh, not just yet, but I do have yeah. Other the other stories would be um, Attila. You know, it's a fantasy version off of uh, Attila the Hun. That was another storyline. And then the other one is uh, The End of Time is another storyline, um, which is more like a post-apocalyptic world for the end of times. But Attila is more of a fan- in the fantasy realm also. Um, those are, uh, I guess you would say, down the road and the sand king is the one i chose to go with initially to you know obviously get my feet wet and kind of establish a community and get things uh moving understood um so i just want to let you know you are the first winner of the uh of the bath products that i spoke about last week if you remember so you've just won a dr teal's uh gift set which is a bottle of bubble bath and a bottle of epsom salt um or a bag of epsom salt which is like extremely therapeutic there's going to be three options uh that you can pick from i'll send you a dm about that later uh today and the congratulations on that my goal with this is to uh just allow people to relax a little bit and uh i hope that you will enjoy your upcoming bath sessions if you're a bath person <laughs> Oh, it sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for um for joining us this morning. And I really and I, does anybody have any questions for uh Paul from Skynet uh about his new new book? Uh one more question for you actually. What are if if I'm a collector of uh of your story, what is the benefit to me as the collector, uh aside from being able to guide the narrative? The benefit? Um or like utility. Um the I mean that's the utility. I mean, ultimately, is being a part of a great story and and developing this uh, a world, um, um, you know, a new world, if you will, uh, in novels. So I think the my my idea and vision is, you know, is is a community of like minded individuals. I mean, just like you know, a story such as you know, I mean that's the Holy Grail kind of Harry Potter or even Lord of the Rings, you know, developing a community that grows and, you know, that are vested in this, you know, this particular world of, you know, the Sand King and, you know, the other stories as they move forward. And is it kind of a story that can go on and on and on uh, if people continue to give you feedback or is there a finite ending to it? You know, I, I think the story could go on, a long ways because you know you could 
deal with your your principal evil or you could be dealing with situations um you can deal with situations that come up along the way because eventually you're going to have to climax the story and 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 uh resolve it but you know i think it's a very long road that can get you to uh the end so there's a lots of opportunities to uh you know to explore different areas different abilities uh, different enemies and 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 the like understood um well yeah thank you so much for uh honest responses uh and i'm sorry for the connectivity issues uh on my end this morning uh i chopped up the interview a little bit but thank you so much and does anybody have any other yeah yes kind of i mean uh, even uh, previously we discussed so it's a post apocalyptic uh, like uh, fantasy so like h- how is the vibe it is going to be is it going to be in a good vibe or is it going to be in a bad vibe i mean are you are entirely creating a new universe so wh- what is the fundamental vibe which you are thinking uh, in the entire writing in the entire this um oh i mean good, great question uh it's going to be a you know fundamentally it's it's a good versus evil so you know there is you know i think the the magic you know the bad guys are going to be uh pretty dark and uh, the good guys will be you know fairly noble and bringing those two together so i would say you know i hope that the dark scenes and and parts of the story will be pretty dark while you know good triumphing over evil for you know the the light side of it if you will yeah awesome awesome yeah yeah yeah, just wanna know that one generally like i mean uh, yeah even if it's a good versus evil when the good wins against the evil uh, yeah like i mean if the majority of the writing uh if it is in a good way or like i mean optimistic kind of way or pessimistic kind of uh, writing i mean uh, that's what i generally want to know um well i i i think ultimately based on who i am i guess i would say it's going to be more of a uh a positive uh mode of writing but i mean as i said before the goal is to have an exciting travel into the you know dark worlds and dark mages and people and um you know going along that scare and having the you know the noble people trying to overcome that so hopefully you know the community will be a part of that struggle um and hopefully you know you have some that are going to side with the dark side and some that are going to uh you know obviously go with the heroes um but i think that is a lot of what the who people that acquire this story this nft you know that's um part of what they're going to get out of this purchase is that adventure you know some of that uh fear some of that uh excitement you know some of that surprise that you know that will come from the story um so that's what the you know the the writing and the input from the community i hope to achieve with all that
Yeah, awesome. Good to know. All the best. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you again, uh, Paul. I'll send you a DM uh, later so you can uh, let you know how you can uh, can claim your prize. And uh, the other two prizes will be given out uh, to two random listeners today. Um, And Super Era, I'm going to need a little bit of help from you with that in just a moment. Uh, Can I ask one more question? Sure. Okay, so like, I mean, uh, how are you thinking about the NFTs? Do you want to make uh, one book as an NFT or like uh, anybody who has to, or you are, you are giving, I mean, number of NFT or like, I mean, uh, to read the book, you have to buy the NFT or like, I mean, what are you thinking as the model will be? The, yes, the model is each episode will be released as a NFT. And so, yeah, so like you're saying, ultimately to read the story, yes, you would, you would purchase the NFT. So like the, for the folks that get the first episode, you know, I obviously I'm hoping they're going to love the story and they want to continue reading the story. So they would join the community and they would provide, you know, their uh, input as to, you know, for the next episode um you know as i start putting that together but then once that episode is you know uh finished then of course i would publish it as an nft and uh yes thank you thank you again manny and thank you again buddy um so yeah i just want to throw it over to uh my good friend bit savage over there sorry for the uh connectivity issues and thank you for waiting patiently um for me to get to you thank you so much oh before i uh before you bounce over i'm I'm gonna have to take off uh because my as i said earlier my daughter is uh, graduating from middle school to high school so i'm gonna have to drop off now i didn't hear that part congratulations all right thanks a lot guys everyone take care under our best wishes thank you bye-bye bye-bye and bit savage are you there Hey, yeah. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah. I can hear you. All right, I just want to say uh, congratulations on everything. Skynet, he bounced off. But uh, yeah, I'm here and excited for the releases and hearing hearing everyone's stories. Uh, and also got Lucid Dreamer with us this morning. Uh, Sandy Toes Referral. Um, how are you, uh, both of you? Hey, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Sandy's good. I, I think she's, uh, I'm not sure if she's up here yet. No, no, I, I messaged her, but so I'm not sure she's available. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I looked this morning and one of my collections is completely sold out, which is pretty amazing. Um, even secondary sales were just clean sweep which is uh great to see so it's like clockwork yeah exactly yeah yeah so your collection went live yesterday yeah so my collection just went live um i just woke up so i'm like trying to catch up on everything and yes it's exciting times so i guess you're not too mad at me then that it took a little bit for me to get to you allowed you to wake up a little bit it's all good. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your collection and uh, what it's all about and how uh, cross-chain crystals works? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Sure. So cross-chain crystal, it's a, it's a small collection. 
and it's it's a way that I'm kind of gamifying uh, how people can collect uh, my NFTs and get even more rare NFTs, um, and ultimately uh, the the cross chain aspect of it is to com- combine and connect uh, what I'm doing on different chains like Ethereum, uh, Atom, Omniflix. I'm just kind of bringing together uh, the community and you know and teaching different things. So uh, when I release on Ethereum, you know, I, I use the smart contracts there and the, the you know the technology they use there and people they collect and learn about that blockchain. Uh, now for Omniflix, you know, people can learn about the wallets, uh, learn about you know the blind minting process and you know, just me kind of keeping it as simple as possible while people are collecting and learning um, and ultimately just allowing people to have fun with this process um, while, while I release more and as a creator, uh, get myself, get familiar with the technology and eventually release, you know, some, some physical paintings and physical things as well as 3D, 3D items. Um and allow people to just enjoy enjoy the process. And the reason I chose crystals uh, is because they can, you know, they have cool structures uh, and they're almost like symbols and they can represent uh, multiple things. Uh, so it's, it's, it's an artwork, it's a message, and and it's, it's you know, some gamified uh, utilities behind the crystals. Got it. And just uh, to both of you guys up here, just uh, we're, we're I'm kind of like doing both of you guys as a uh, time constraint together. So bear with me as I go back and forth between the two of you. Um, so your collection, if I understand it correctly, there's going to be three separate minting processes of 20 each, if that's correct. Yes. Yeah, so this first release, we have 22 crystals on sale. Uh, we chose Juno. So if you have some Juno loaded up, you can use Juno to mint a crystal. And it's one per wallet each wave. So uh, each wave, people can collect one crystal. If you collect three crystals, uh, we'll take a snapshot and you'll get a free animated uh, NFT. And so does that I mean you have three, you get one free. Um, and then at the end of it, you can burn three and get another one. Uh, even more rare NFT. So you have crystals, animated forever crystal, and a, a game card. So if I understood it correctly, the way the only way to get uh, one of those special uh, like animated ones or game cards is if you have three like crystals that you collect from each of the three collections. Or am I wrong? Uh, or did I misunderstand that? Uh, so you only you only need to collect one from each wave. So if you collect one from this wave, and so the waiting for them to sell out, you know, you say everyone clicks one, the next wave goes live, you collect another one, then the third wave, click the final one. So you don't you only need one from each wave that totals three, and then yeah, the only way to get the animated one is the airdrop, uh, the free claim by having all three, and then the game card the only way can buy that one you have to burn three crystals gotcha so so you don't have to get three uh identical crystals one from each of the three collections you can get any three crystals from each of the three collections um or sorry any three crystals one of each of of the three collections to get the um the animated one correct 
Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was a little bit confused about that initially. Yeah, so thank you. And how much does it cost in Atlanta? So right now the price is 18 Juno. Um, I think that's like 90 bucks to mint uh, one crystal in the, per wave. Uh, so yeah, I was thinking, I was going between Adam and Juno. I was so excited when Juno was accepted. So yeah, it's 18 Juno to collect one crystal. Got it. Awesome. Um, well, I really wish you the best with the with the collection and I hope it sells out very quickly. I'm sure it will um and we'll be I'll, I'll be right back with you in just a moment i just want to get back to uh lucid dreamer real quick about his collection and i'll be circling back to you don't worry um cool. so can you tell us about um a little bit more about uh, clockworks i know you uh told us the last time that you were with us about it and um you know, that translated into a couple of uh additional sales on the marketplace so uh, can you tell us about a little bit about the, about the collection and what your experience has been with working with omniflex yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, Clockworks is a steampunk art collection. Um, and so they're individual one-of-ones. <clears throat> sorry. Um, they've developed right now. I have a set of uh, 23 uh, separate items. And uh, I'm just <laughs> putting the finishing touches on another at least 20. So we'll see how that, that <laughs> works out. But it should be coming out pretty soon. Um, if I could, uh, I also started a new collection, uh, with Sandy Toes and this one's been in development for, um, over a month now, uh, and it, it's called, uh, Fantastical Animals. And so we have been working, uh, Sandy Toes, she's, uh, really big in the community and she, she runs the women verse and all that. And she, um, is a photographer. And so we decided at a certain point to uh, get together and we would create art together. So in collaboration. And so I'm an AI artist. So what I did was I took her amazing photographs. She lives in California and she takes these just incredible uh, photographs. And then we discuss and we, we say, okay, well, how are we going to augment these photographs? And we ended up uh, deciding, okay, we want to make this um, fantastic, fantasy land um, with animals and really pleasing colors. And so we ended up uh, sort of settling on uh, what ended up becoming fan uh, fantastical animals. And so, yeah, we, we put our first drop on uh, Omniflix and it's, I think, half sold out right now. So, and, you know, we have a bunch more waiting in the wings. But, uh, you know, honestly, I, I'd love to talk to, with Omniflix a bit more about, you know, potentially creating a DAO and, and going down that path as well, you know, because we have these ideas of, you know, adding utility and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, ideally, you know, we can uh, keep growing in that direction. Well, that's the beauty of Omniflex, the, the ability for you to add utility to your, um, to your NFTs and to your collection is uh, something that you can do right from within your uh, creator studio. And uh, if, you, if you do need some uh, guidance on how to use that properly, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out through the private channel on Discord and uh, our team will definitely uh, get you up to speed really quickly so that you can start utilizing that and, and implementing it on current and future. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks. I also wanted to mention quickly, sorry if I could, um, oh. <laughs> you know, Skynet, the, the story. Uh, I was really interested in that and, and it was really impressive. 
And I'd like to talk with him. Uh, maybe I'll just DM, DM him. But, um, you know, potentially as an artist, creating some art that can go along with his story. And it, it sounds amazing. And, you know, just the idea of um, creating episodic uh, art <laughs> that can match a story, which would be fun. Oh, I'm sure he would love that. I'll, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, send, uh, I'll send him a DM and kind of try to connect you guys and see if uh, we can kind of push that uh, ball down the field for you, too. Uh, Thanks. Of course. Um, and can you kind of just tell us a little bit about how you, um, how you started the second project and what the goals of that project are? The uh, fantastical animals. Uh, yeah. So, um, second projects, uh, fantastical animals. Um, uh, again, it's, it's, um, it's a combination of photography along with, uh, AI art. Um, we have been um, just, I, I think, working on it for at least two months and, and uh, building up a catalog. And so, yeah, we're, we're looking at potentially yeah, growing it in a few different directions, but um, I, I guess I can't say too much about it right now. And how many pieces is that collection? I know Clockworks is 23, and this one is how many? Right now, uh, we made an initial drop of 10 pieces. And yeah, we have you know, a bunch more, but, uh, we haven't released it yet. And so, yeah, and we're, sorry, uh, go ahead. Collection. Sorry. Can you repeat that? Sure. Uh, was that a blind mint, uh, process or is that, uh, did you release the whole collection on Omniflix? Uh, we released it just as a collection on Omniflix. Gotcha. So there's five left available. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And we, we set it at a reasonable price, you know, an introductory price at, uh, six Osmo per, per item. I'd have to go mint one of those right now for the uh, official creation of Sandy Toes and Lucid Dreamer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, just one moment, I'm going to see if the community has a que uh, any questions for you, Lucid Dreamer and uh, Bit Savage. Just a few more questions for you from my end. Um, so what are your goals with the collection other than to help people, you know, educate them uh, about the blockchains and, you know, things of that nature but like what's your um what's next for the project like is there any you have other projects planned or is this like, uh, a project forward further yeah definitely so so for me this is a journey uh so and and the way i see it is you know start off on a ground level start off simple as possible and then graduate uh, so, so cross chain crystals is the first released, uh, obviously, you know, I have more ideas and things I want to do. Um, and my, the way I create, uh, sometimes it's just, you know, in the spirit of creating and sometimes it's in response, you know, to, to the market, to the industry, to the creators and collectors. So, you know, based on, uh, the response and the industry, I'll either shift or uh, do more cool and exciting things. Um, ultimately, you know, moving towards the metaverse, towards, you know, uh, social gatherings, social meetups, um, and and just encompassing, you know, what it means to have, have avatars, have, you know, like spatial global uh, interactions and events, and, you know, ways to, to win or collect for the past, uh, I want to say two, three years, I've always, you know, rewarded 
and giving back to my early supporters. So as this space grows and matures, you know, I grow and mature as a creator and, you know, unfold cool things as, as the technology matures. Um, yeah, fun, fun time. So Omniflix platform is really, really cool. And I want to say intuitive. Uh, Omniflix, they have... Oh, I apologize. I think I left myself muted when I asked you that last question. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah, what was the question? Uh, yeah, no, I was asking... So with the with this collection, do you have um, another one planned after this, or is um, I know you said you know it kind of depends on market conditions, but um, what's what are you uh, you know what's next for you after this? Yeah, so so everything you know that I would see when I want people to get their you know, animated forever crystals, and if they if they're uh, curious enough to get the game cards. Um, and those those items, I, I put out a trailer. So I have a trailer on my Twitter. You can go check it out. Um, but the is the vision to create a game out of it, like a, a full fledged uh, card game. Yeah. So if if I get if I team up with a game developer, yes, a card game. Um, but I have a I have a a few spaces I'm working on. So a platform for like virtual spaces and to use these these game cards to to power up NFTs. Um, so I'm like building a manual game right now. So I have on Ethereum, I have avatars and like card packs. Um, and then in, in, in the card packs, you know, you get like these random cards that have different abilities. Um, so yeah, so I'm like building a manual card game right now. <laughs> um, but the, the cards, you know, they, they power up things, they do different things, they give access. And so in the future, you know, access could be you know, either me performing or me having studio visits, uh, me doing things uh, either with media or visually, you know, either painting or performing, uh, performance like poetry. Uh, and I'm, I have some cool partnerships that I haven't uh, haven't went public yet. But yes, I'm working on some a few fun things in the background, you know, while, while I'm creating. And just over time, I'm able to release more, reveal more, and you know, seamlessly tie all of these cool things together. You should talk to our uh, to our good friend Tangled and see if maybe I can use your crystals to power up my cards uh, in the IBC game. Um, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, that would be fun. But yeah, I think your collection is uh, very interesting, and I am uh, very look- I'm very much looking forward to seeing your progress in uh, in Omniflix and in the Web three space. I think your uh, story is. I always love talking to you. You always have good insights to um, to bring forth. So thank you for that. Uh, does anybody have any questions for uh, for Bit Savage? Anyone? I know you want to learn about those crystals. <laughs> yeah, generally, uh, the gamification of uh, NFTs is like a very interesting, and uh, I mean it, it's going to be a very popular trend. And actually, even uh, even there are the tangled and even uh, there are the other nft uh, other games also which are coming up in a similar way so like i mean uh, so w- what are the main uh, main things that require to go forward in your game any any like i mean dynamics of the cards or anything more details about that so yeah so as i you know get more familiar with the omniflex technology i'll be able to like morph and do things uh, with the crystals so right now, you know, it's 
is playing off the rarity. So each wave has like 22 crystals. So that, that'll be 66 total crystals. Uh, that's the 2D cross-chain crystals. And then everyone that collects three, that can yield about 22 forever crystals. So that's a more rare collection. Uh, the animated crystals is only going to be 22 of those. And you can't buy them. You know, you got to collect three to get them. And then the game cards could, could be potentially even more rare. You know, who's going to burn three crystals to get a game card? Uh, so each each collection, the cross-chain crystals, the forever crystals, and the game cards, they all have their own type of rarity. Um, so it's kind of like playing around the mechanics of having rare NFTs. Um, ultimately, what I do is when I release my one-of-one one NFTs, and obviously, you know, these are the cross-chain crystals are technically one of ones. They're each individual, have a unique name and uh, what I want to say is symbol and visual. So those are unique, 66 unique one of one NFTs. Um, and the game cards would play a role in acquiring other types of one of one NFTs I release. What up? Sandy Toes is in the building. <laughs> So I can just tell, let y'all know I'm I'm super excited. I'm uh, you know, on the West Coast, California, just waking up. So I'm, but I'm super excited and uh, I'm glad to launch. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for covering for me, bitch. You're, you're my man. I did it again with the mute. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let me be fair also. And I, uh, our good friend, uh, man on a mission, has been waiting very, very patiently over here. And I know he's got some really amazing updates about his project, uh, Brutus Chain. So uh, the artist formerly known as Man on a Mission, how are you doing uh, today? Uh, thank you, Kev. Uh, I just want to say uh, um, I'm really proud of the OmniFlix, everything they're doing. And uh, they uh, have the best interest of the community at heart with uh, how they're moving forward with uh, what they're building. And uh, we just have to stay focused on our lane, you know, because uh, everybody's not building the same thing you're building. And uh, some people are building a kayak and some people are building aircraft carriers. So, you know, <laughs> you got to keep everything in perspective. So I'm really proud to be associated with uh, everything that OmniFlix is doing. And uh, I'm really proud of uh, the leadership. And uh, they, you know, I don't know a whole lot about all this stuff. Um, I started back in uh, uh, January uh, 2021. I made my first uh, Bitcoin purchase on Coinbase. And it's been a uh, marathon slash sprint for the last 15 months to get to this point. And uh, I just knew at the time when I got started that I was going as deep into the technology as I could. And uh, OmniFlix gave me a shot. and. Uh, they took me serious, and uh, I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the uh, updates that you've made with uh, Brutus Chain? I saw your, um, your, you've launched a token on Juno. Um, so what's, the, what's going on with the project? Okay. Uh, we're a social media project that will be onboarding all kinds of people, just helping them get into the cosmos. And uh, we will uh, eventually be rewarding everybody for our participation. And uh, yeah, we uh, minted on uh, Juno, uh, Juno Mint, 
and uh, our token is uh, Brutish Chain BXR token. And uh, we're going to be working to build value into the token. And uh, so, yeah, we're really excited. We haven't been sitting still, but uh, yeah, and we're positioning to, I think, tentatively uh, uh, mint our first NFTs uh, very soon, next week or maybe the week after. I just uh, got to hear from Tayton about that. But uh, yeah, we're moving forward and uh, we are, uh, our NFTs are uh, community builder badges and these uh, are, uh, they're going to they're going to be a blessing, you know. They have a monthly uh, drop associated with the the um, the NFT and uh, and chances for performance bonuses. Oh, that's awesome, man! Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing those. You said there's going to be uh, it's going to be a limited release collection. Yeah, well, there's uh, eight original OG. Uh, community builder badges and uh that will be like the evangelist to get our message out and establish our identity in the cosmos very nice very nice well i'm very excited to see where you uh, where you take this project um and thank you for the um for the uh for keeping me updated on the project and keeping all of us updated on the project um is there anything else that you'd like to add or share well, I wanted to ask you, Jeff, um, when uh, you went to uh, Juno Mint, and uh, was you able to uh, add the token to your wallet? I was able to add the token to my wallet, yes. Okay. It's, you know, for people that are new, it might seem a little complicated that are not used to adding tokens to a wallet. And, uh, we, you know, that's part of our mission is to is to get uh, crypto and cosmos. We're maxis here. And uh, we just want to make it easy for them to get into uh, the ecosystem. Yeah, well, the, the, something that's not your fault is the uh, interface on Juno Mint. I, it was really hard to figure out initially how to actually get it to add to the um, to the wallet because you, you can't really see the button that, like, that you have to click to add it to the wallet. Right. Well, there's two or three ways of doing it. Uh, you could have, uh, you know, gone to the site, found the Brutus Chain token tile, and clicked the upper right-hand corner. That should have added the token. Yeah. But you can go into your settings, and uh, you can scroll down on the settings at, to the Add Token button on your uh, Kepler wallet. Got it. Yeah, no, I, I had a little bit of difficulty figuring it out, but then I saw there were like little notches on the uh, big button, so I clicked on all of them, and eventually the one in the top right-hand corner got me the uh, the token into the wallet. Okay, thank you. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, looking forward to, you know, we hit our 60-day mark since our initial meeting that Sisla uh, had invited uh, me to come on, and uh, I had been stewing kind of on, on the idea and project, and. Uh, I felt challenged after the initial meeting and uh, we're doing the collab and uh, I'm supporting Omniflix all the way. We appreciate that, man. And you are a man on a mission. We, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, and how are you, Sandy Toes? Well, greetings, everybody. Thank you so much for bringing me up here. I am just so excited for Lucid and I and the projects we're doing together. I, I am just thrilled, you know, the Tezos blockchain We've been working so hard, but Omniflix is different, and I'm really pleased with what's happening, the level of support and the technology. It's great. And so our fantastical creatures selling out, and um, I'm really happy. I'm going to be doing my own work, uh, just uh, 
as, as a single artist, but I started out doing collab with Lucid and I'm, I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much, Chevy. You guys are amazing. And I, I just love Omniflix. And I think there's going to be so much happening and people just don't really know about how great this platform is um, from Thank a technology you, point of view and just from the community point of view too. So I love being here and I got a, I got a surgery scheduled in a couple of weeks. So I'm just trying to focus on myself and all these appointments I got to get through, but you know what? Uh, I'm a tough old bird. So I know I'm going to get through this. And before the summer's out, I'm going to be coming back and burning up a bunch of mints. So thank you, Chevy, for bringing me up here. And hi, Lucid. How you doing? And I saw, I saw that you both hey, said uh, about your surgery and I, I wish you the best. You'll be in my prayers and I hope everything works out. Okay. I know you're very, you're a very strong lady and I'm sure you will uh, come through on the other side uh, better than you were before. Thank you very much. I appreciate your good prayers for me. I love being among these artists. And you know what? I have changed so much as an artist because my exposure to the different art types and to this AI that's happening. And um, anyway, it's, it's just great to be among all you amazing artists and all you amazing leaders in our space. So thank you very much, Omniflix. Thank you, Chevy. Really love being here with you guys. And um, I if do wish that we could get that. Oh, sorry. I no, no. I'm just, I have you and uh, the other half of the uh, dream team up here. If, how, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys met and uh, how you started working on the project? Absolutely. So there I was posting my photography, black and white, plain old photography. And then I saw this really amazing art and Lucid actually approached me. He said, do you want to do a collab? And that blew me away that somebody felt that my art was good and wanted to work with me. So on a personal level, it gave me a lot of self-esteem that somebody wanted to work with me. And then I shared some photos and we went back and forth. And Luce's work has changed a lot from the very first collab we did versus to today and what's happening today. So his level of art has changed a lot. And I love everything we did. I, you know, the, the pictures, there's like self-portraits of me in these fantastical creatures. And, and so he turned my personal photos and pictures of nature into something totally different. And I liked what was happening. Um, and then I was a little disturbed by some of the negative feedback I got. There's a, there's quite a few people who don't understand the AI in this space. And they just think you just press a button and click and this stuff comes out. So we've been holding spaces trying to um, educate everybody about what's happening with AI in the space and trying to just legitimize this new genre of art because it really is a new genre of art. It's something that we've never had before and I respect it and I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you very much, Chevy, for asking about that. That's a big deal for me. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've tried, I've tried uh, my hand at the AI generative art uh, myself and it's a little bit more than just typing in, you know, a, a search phrase or something like that. You have to kind of keep uh, iterating and keep like molding the idea and keep, you know, putting data into the uh, into the system so that it keeps, you know, kind of getting closer and closer to what you have in your brain. And to once you get it to the point where it's something, what, you know, what you had initially in your brain, I'm sure Lucid Dreamer can, uh, you know, comment on this as well. But, I'm sure, you know, once you get it to the point where you are at where you wanted to get uh, initially, which dealing with technology is not always easy in that regard, uh, I'm sure it's a very rewarding and satisfying feeling. 
Absolutely. And I'm just looking forward to Omniflix having the ability to do two wallets for a collab because right now um, I'm not getting anything because it's all under Lucid's wallet. So I do hope that in the near future we could have two wallets so that when people are doing collabs, that can happen. Tesla, can you hop in here but to confirm this? But I'm pretty sure that we do have that uh, ability. Uh, yeah, uh, Ken, I know what uh, Sandy's asking. Uh, Sandy and Lucid are uh, advanced collaborators. That's, all, that's what I can say right now. So what they are trying to do is actually split the royalty itself and not the sale. So right uh, now, what we have available is when you're listing an NFT on the market, you can split the overall sale, but that's only for that single listing. But what Lucid and Sandy, in the way they're collaborating, uh, it is a collaboration where the royalties itself, they get split. So, yep, uh, Sandy, Lucid, uh, we made a note of that based on your feedback. We've uh, received this feedback earlier as well from one of our other creators, Take File. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we are planning for it. So. Thank you, Sisla. That's amazing because, you know, the the real game here is the royalties that are going to happen in secondary and and that kind of stuff. So we're we're looking at the long term and we're looking down the line because that's where the real profits are going to be. And and that's uh, that's what the artists are thinking about. So thank you so much for taking that into consideration. And um, otherwise, I think your technology is great. Your community is fabulous. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy. We really appreciate that. And I hope you get well soon. Uh, does anybody have any questions for uh, for Sandy or uh, for Lucid? All right. And I see Unstable Finn has joined us. How are you? Oh, hey, guys. What's going yes. on? Finn here, TerraSpaces.org. Just wanted to say, hey, I noticed a couple of my favorite people that actually support my work more than just words. Words are awesome. I can't pay rent with words. Um, but Sandy and Omniflix have both just been epic along with obviously Cosmos Spaces. Um, yeah, I just appreciate everything they do. And uh, what I'd like to comment on, uh, over on Terra, we had this thing called PS Labs. He did a AI generated art thing. And Sandy's like the queen of collabs and lucid dreamer and i'm trying to make some music nfts and i would love to see some sort of ai photographic music collab on omniflix with all of those cats i think that'd be cool absolutely i'm sure they would love love to talk to you about it um the music space is something that i'm very much interested in in the uh in the nft space i think it's really fascinating how um you know people can chop up you know different parts of a song and sell them individually and you know the the royalties and the licensing rights and the ip and all that stuff that goes into it uh which you know in in web 2 is not as easy for an artist to kind of profit from from their own work uh on their own but uh can you talk a little bit about how you see web 3 uh impacting people like yourself that are up and coming artists like for me, I kind of like because I'm a rapper, I make beats, I make hip hop. Uh, I listen to a lot of Chris Webby and I really like what he did with his thing called Webby Wednesday, where he would release a new single 
every Wednesday and that single would have like this kind of iconographic art to it, almost like like pixel icons for like a computer kind of, but like it represented, you know, that song and he would release one every week until he had, you know, like uh, enough for an album. Um, but I kind of see the NFT space doing that a little bit. I started kind of buying NFTs like the Unstables uh, over on Terra, things that would kind of lend themselves to really cool album art and projects that allowed you to have that right, you know, because not all projects give you the the commercial rights or whatever. Uh, so Unstables lets you do that. So I've, I was, uh, before Terra imploded, kind of collecting based on that you know with that in my mind that like all right one day i'll have some time and uh, i'll be able to actually like put music to this stuff um i actually did a three-way collab it was the very first rap nft on terra uh with a guy named U- uapx uh aliens and uh terra gems he did this cool animated 3d flying saucer uh uapix did the beat and then i did all the rapping on it and uh, we auctioned it off uh, several months ago uh, and just gave the proceeds to Angel. But I want to see more of that stuff where like people from different projects come together to either work on some one of ones or even a whole series. And I think at this point, that might be one of the only ways Terra Spaces is going to get funding. Oh, baby, they don't like me because I'm <laughs> Web 2. I'm too Web 2 for these cats, baby. They said you can't have these grants because you're not Web 3. <laughs> uh, I feel you, man. That's, um, I mean, the whole the whole thing with Terra is kind of crazy, too. Um, but that, that all went down the way that it did. Um, that's a topic for a whole nother space. (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. Um, well, would you mind, um, I don't know, kind of put you on the spot here, but can you, um, would you like do a quick 30 second freestyle for us so people can get like a taste of your, uh, of your rap style? No, (laughs) I don't freestyle. Unfortunately, you You can go to, uh, the barkeepers on my Instagram and there's, several i've been doing it for two years straight now each week instagram.com slash bars kept is the account each week these guys release a beat and then you have the week to write a verse to it and record yourself doing the verse and i've been with them since the very first one and we're on week 107 I think <laughs> so that's kind of like my weekly thing I, I look forward to and I've been actually trying to talk to them about doing some of that stuff with like an NFT spin to it, you know, getting whoever wins that week uh, a chance to put that track minted on an NFT with some art, you know, because obviously hip hop and, and art hand in hand, you know, graffiti and, and all that. Um, but yeah, there, there's so much potential there. I just I wish I had more time not editing spaces to uh, to pursue some of that stuff, but seems like that might be happening here soon. So we'll see. And quick question for you. Have you ever engaged in a battle rap competition? Have I entered one? No, I've uh, done like the emceeing for it, like the moderator, I guess, not really moderator, but like the dude that kind of keeps the show going. I've done that, but yeah. I don't. I'm not like competitive in my, my rapping. <laughs> it's more of like something I do for me and then people like it. So I released it. it on like Spotify and all that shit. 
you're not like an aggressive rapper that's like coming in. <laughs> I'm whatever do. kind of rapper the beat wants me to be, I guess is like the best way to describe that. I never have it in my mind what I'm going to write about until I hear the beat. And then I let that beat kind of put me into that flow state. And then I just like let it manifest the words. It sounds corny, but like that's kind of my process. <laughs> No, I feel you. That's, uh, I mean, I was just, I was just asking because I know we have somebody uh, that we want to find a competitor for for a battle rap. Um, so I thought I would pop the question for you, but I think that's a very, uh, very. I can relate to that in my uh, piano pia- playing music. Uh, I kind of just you know, open the keyboard up and start playing and let my fingers take me where they are going. So I can I can understand that. And I think that was like one of the major parts of me wanting to do that so often is that like each week is a new beat, which is to me like a whole new puzzle. And like, I never know what's going to come out. And it's funny because like usually more times than not, the stuff that I release and I'm like, ah, I didn't really like that or it, I just wasn't feeling it. I'm just like glad it's done because, you know, I'll do one next week and I've done one every week. Um, and those are always the ones that people are like, oh, damn, that was like my favorite. Like that was the dopest shit ever. And then the stuff that I'm like super proud of that I'm like, yeah, this is my fucking magnum opus or whatever the fuck. People are like, yeah, it was all right. It's really weird. I, I don't know if other artists like in other mediums kind of experience that, but that's something I've run into almost every week. <laughs> I feel you on that. I've had, um, I've only released myself uh, one song that I put out on SoundCloud. The rest of them I haven't like been confident enough in to put out, but like even sharing that one with like my close friends and family initially, uh, I, it was like, Oh wow. I think this is like really awesome. And I'm going to get like great feedback. And it's like, well, you know, I didn't really get like the great feedback that I was hoping for, but I know for myself that it's like great. So I'm going to put it on SoundCloud anyway. Uh, but, but like, yeah, and you can't ever go to family and friends for like legit feedback, you know, like family and friends are always going to be like, oh, yeah, that's good. Like if you want the real feedback, you got to go to like the community at large. And that, that's the other thing I really like about barkeepers is like they tell you exactly what they feel. There's no like oh, I got to be nice and and not hurt his feelings. Like, if your shit's whack, like, they're going to tell you your shit is whack, you know? (laughs) But if the shit's dope, they will also, in turn, give you the the props you deserve for the art. So, it's cool. Absolutely. At least you got a nice family and tells you it's nice. Mine says, I'm stupid. And so, then NFTs are stupid. And so, at least you got people telling you you're nice. So, anyway, you should... The thing I wanted to say to you about people... um, not recognizing the art that you vibe with that you think is your masterpiece that has to do with vibes i don't know why but i've always been able to pull the one song or the one poem out of the book or the one piece of art because i kind of like vibe with it and and then the artist will turn around and say oh my god that's like my main thing or that was like the most important poem i wrote in the whole book or this is this and so I think it has to do with vibration and some people just pick up on that vibe and, and will zero in on it. So I think that's what that is, is it's, 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 it takes a certain kind of person to appreciate your masterpiece and it's not going to be the whole world. So, and by the way, Lucid and I are going to make a museum just, just like the way uh, Mariella and I did a women verse museum on the Tezos blockchain. We're going to do a museum of AI art 
and collabs, hopefully. And, and but, you know, we're just waiting a little bit for OmniFlix for the technology and all that, because we have um, we have a lot of people who are doing collaborations and we want them to have their secondary and all that. And so once this thing, once the technology is there, we're going to blow it up on OmniFlix. That's what we're going to do. So you heard it here first. I love it. Do we know, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, it was a project called Astro Heroes on Terra. And this dude, Kenny, was building a metaverse. He built an art gallery. He built a concert stage. And I don't know, like, whatever happened to them. But I will, I'm going to put it on my list of shit to do today and see if I can get him over on OmniFlix and see what kind of metaverse we can get building. Hey, that would be dope, man. Because, yeah, uh, trying to battle rap me. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, that'll be great because uh, we've uh, also been working with a game development studio that are uh, building their own metaverse infrastructure on top of a uh, forked version of uh, the Omniflix chain. So yeah, they're definitely in a good space. Yeah, that's awesome. And like the more of our our refugee, our terrafugee friends we can bring over, the the better. And that kind of I was going to mention when when Sandy was talking about how the the vibes are are different. If anyone experienced the loss that a lot of us experienced in the last couple of weeks, a lot of what I kept seeing is that, yes, loss is relative. And it it kind of reminds me of art because art is also very relative. And so here in this ecosystem, we have these two super relative emotional things happening at the same time and and people are are fleeing the the one and, and finding solace in the art to kind of like help take their mind off shit or, or whatever and i found that kind of interesting that like you know n- no matter what you lost you still lost and depending on your situation it's going to hit you different and then that's going to evoke different feelings in the art and yeah it's all connected yo <laughs> well thank you for that man absolutely um i feel you on that 100 percent and um and sandy you as well um it definitely is about the vibes and um you know finding something that you can kind of like relate to and uh and identify with so i can definitely uh relate to that as well um so super era are you uh are you available in the uh in the channel here or in the group here i gotta i need i need your help really quick if you're um available so that we can do this giveaway too today um if not i will make do and try to do that myself but it would be really helpful if you could uh pop up here hey ken are these are these digital assets that we're giving away or no i wanted to give away the last two uh bath the uh two special bath products oh okay i think you'll need people from the us is it uh, not necessarily because I can send them a gift card for it and then they can, uh, have them shipped. Cause I don't want to ask people for their address and dox them. Um, yeah. so I was going to, if they can't get them shipped to themselves, like if I can't, if they don't want me to ship them directly, I was going to just uh, send them a gift card, uh, for their bathing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, super era. Are you there? I see you're now a speaker. Super era. Hello. I think he'll have to. Yeah, well, uh, maybe he, well, maybe he needs to, uh, I'll just DM him. 
Um, but yeah, we want to give away two more of these uh, bath kits. Uh, one of them already went to Paul from Skynet uh, for being a loyal supporter of uh, Omniflix and for his uh, collections release. Um, and the last two, and for being featured today on joining me on, on short notice. Um, and the last two will be going to uh, two listeners that are here today. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, last week I started a Bath Times with Chev segment, which uh, I think is a nice way of getting everybody uh, into the state of relaxation. And I think, at least for me, the best way of finding my zen is to hop in a like very close to boiling hot bath with Epsom salt and lots of bubbles. And that is like my happy place, so to speak. And I'm hoping that I can kind of share that with all of you and bring you some calmness in your lives and some peace in your lives in these very turbulent uh, economic and uh, otherwise times. Um, and there, Joe, are, are, you, are you in the tub right now? I, you sound very relaxed. I'm actually about to prepare the bath. And I, I thought about like, the logistics of hopping in the bath towards the end of the space. But then I thought to myself, well, shit, shit, you know, if I slip and crack my skull open on the ground, uh, that will be not, that, that will be good. Cause then there will be no more bath time with Chev. So, uh, I decided against that. And, um, you know, I think thankfully, um, you know, there's no cameras and whatnot. So if I was to hop into the bathtub, nobody would be able to see it. Yeah, y'all got to pay extra for the video bath time. That's in the private Discord and the OnlyFans. Exactly, private Discord channel for that. <laughs> you can catch me on OnlyFans for that. Um, so we'll, we'll see how we can do this then. Um, but is anybody? Uh, is there any other creators here that are new that uh, would like to share? Uh, really, to share something about their project that I haven't uh, gotten up here yet. I see there's a person with a alien dog uh avatar and that looks really cool so if you have a project don't hesitate to pop up here uh monkey fox child i don't know if you have a project that you want to talk about um aminu maybe you do uh jay smile jay smiles uh do you have a project that you'd like to talk about anybody eli leno anybody no, it looks like everybody's uh, present and accounted for. Oh, we got Monkey Fox Child. Beautiful. I know when I call out somebody, someone's going to come up. Awesome. Monkey Fox Child, how are you? Looks like Brutus got a question while we're waiting. Oh, Brutus. Anybody that hey, has a question that's up here already, you don't have to, you don't have to wait for me to call anybody. Um, chat, yeah, just, uh, just wanted to shout out again Terra Spaces. Um, ben and all their jobs that they're doing and the current proposal in Juno to... Uh, support for this service that has been amazing this past year to create community in Terra and in the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, just wanted to shout him out again and make sure that if we can pass this proposal, that would be amazing and keep this thing going. So just, uh, and thank you, Omniflex. This is the first time really getting involved with this, but there's once again, those things that now with the Terra ecosystem branching out, uh, I think this is fantastic meeting new people, hearing about new tech, which I'm very much looking to research more into and uh, and yeah, thank you for hosting these spaces. Of course, thank you for joining us. And uh, we 
always love the terror community uh to join us and uh and i hope you guys have found a new uh a new home for your nfts with omniflex we are um you know welcoming all of you guys over here uh after the very unfortunate situation that happened in your community uh which we all i'm sure were affected by in some way shape or form but we I've, love uh, I've, I've definitely been trying to encourage it I, i've seen some projects that i really enjoyed uh, that I even like interviewed back when they very first started. That, that's the other cool thing about TerraSpace is if you go to the site and hit the, uh, the content, there's a section on there called the podcast. And that was the NFT show uh, that goes back to like October and uh, November. And you can actually hear like all of the projects when they were first getting started, like the Hellcats and Dope AI and like like all the all those projects. Uh, so putting, it's kind of cool, like a little snapshot of, of time uh, in there. Now I'm putting two and two together. So are you the uh, gentleman responsible for aggregating all of our Flix talks and all of our uh, in studio um, uh, shows? Yeah, I'm Finn. I'm I'm Terra Spaces. That's oh, me. Awesome. Well, very nice to meet yeah. you. <laughs> Did not put two together until right now, but uh, I should have mentioned that when I hopped on. People think I have like five people that like run Terra Spaces. It's literally just me, <laughs> me and my three computers. <laughs> it's you and your split personalities. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I change my avatars up depending on which furry I'm feeling that that day, you know, and and I get my <laughs> gift. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say what you're doing. <laughs> is really important you are recording history for us and this is really huge because future generations are gonna want to hear and see how it all began so i really love that i'm working with you and you record some of the spaces that i hold because i feel like i have a historical space recorded um we have a artist friend sid and before his artwork got sold, we had an interview with him. And then right after that interview, one of the creators of Known Origins bought his work. And then we had a follow-up interview. So to me, these are historical spaces that future generations will be able to listen to. And I encourage anybody who has their own spaces to reach into their pockets, spend a little money, and have these spaces recorded. Um, I'm also a retired librarian and history and that kind of stuff is really important to me, documenting the actual what happened. So I, I want to really thank you so much for what you're doing and recording these spaces. It's, 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 uh, it's very important for history. And these are the facts that future generations will, will want to know. So this is like future 60 minute stuff that when the rest of the world catches up, it'll just be so precious. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a vision we share as far as like having this this historical record. And I believe that that was also the vision that Doe wanted me to pursue when he funded it was like, yeah, there's nobody recording any of these. Like, this is our ecosystem. This is our our beginnings, the birth. And to me, like, because I'm, I'm like, I'm in my 40s. So I was I, I grew up before there were computers. And then I had computers so i kind of had you know the analog and the digital and to me when they first asked me if i wanted to do this like all i could think about was those days of like apple in the garage and was and jobs and and gates and like the the pirates of silicon valley like that 
section of time of that technology getting built if somebody would have been there to like record those conversations like obviously twitter wasn't a thing there was no twitter spaces but like if somebody was there with a little pocket record you know these are those conversations in my head like that that's kind of i think also a reason why i record them regardless like i i probably shouldn't tell people that but like if you can't afford to pay me to do it, like, I'm not going to tell you no, you know, like I, I believe in this just as much as, as anybody else. So I, I think it's important work. And, you know, if I have to do a community service style for, for a bit and I'm able to, like, I'm going to do that. You know, I, I just think it's important. And you're going to go down in, in history as the man who had the vision and you're going to be remembered. So that's awesome. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Just remember the tech <laughs> and my raps, maybe. <laughs> well, no, we um, we definitely appreciate the uh, the kind of like archives that you're building, and that's something that's going to be like really special for a lot of people down the line. Uh, like Sandy was saying, that's that's, and you just kind of decided to do that on your own. You started that initiative yourself. Yeah, well, I I did podcasts with uh, my friend Kevin, who works for Angel Protocol. Uh, we used to do this thing called the Techno Optimist uh, for the Simulate, and that was kind of what got me in his head to be like, "Hey, I know a guy that'll come and like record these spaces for us." So he's the one that actually like hit me up and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" And I started doing it while I was working, and then. Uh, somebody mentioned it was like a random twitter post they were like man did anybody record this space there was like so much good shit on it and i was like no nah, i was at work sorry and so i just posted randomly i was like you know the first group to get me 50k will get my services for a year and then the next morning i woke up to that message from doe that was like hey what's your wallet address i want to fund this put your two weeks notice in and so i did <laughs> and then uh yeah just been capturing them ever since over three terabytes of, of audio mp3s at 96k mono which is a lot <laughs> usually cd quality is like 320 so like triple that almost uh so i'm compressing them uh, and we're at a thousand fifty individual oh, wow. uh episodes now since november so yeah it, it's a it's a archive for sure and that's what I keep. That's what get, keeps me going is like in the future, 10 years down the line or even five at, at the rate that, that crypto goes, you know, people are going to like have this snapshot and be able to, to listen back. And it's one thing to like read. It's something totally different to be able to hear the moment, you know, hearing the passion in the builders voices and in the, the strategist voices as they're they're discussing these these early things. You know, it's it's a whole nother level to me, I think, just because you, you get that that emotional aspect to it that you just, you know, don't generally get with uh, just straight text in, in a book or something. Absolutely. Um, I think what you're doing is a huge value add for the community, and um, I really thank you for doing it for us as well. Um, Manny, you had a question? Uh, like, I mean, I want to ask uh, Sistla to think, like, I mean, uh, yeah, as, as I said recently to you, that, I mean, uh, my friend made a 3D model. So, for any type of games or gaming, like, the, these 3D models uh, which are being made, I think as we are, like, NFTs, which are mostly about, I mean, the main thing about intellectual property or anything. So, any game who wants the 3D models to to make their 
actual NFTs in their game. So what they can do is they can directly buy the, I mean, buy the three D NFTs from the from here and to make their different NFTs. So suppose if they if there is some NFT which which used which which used the copyright of the other NFT which they bought, like I mean, uh, how can how can someone uh, see this chain of uh, chain of information uh, in an NFT? And also, and also, like I mean, uh, yeah, uh, how can how can we make the 3D models as an NFT NFTs? Well, hey, can I can I hop in on that real quick? Uh, on Terra, we have this group called the Lunables, and they basically did that. They had pixel cartoony bulls. That was the first gen. Then they came out with this thing called the Tesseract. And what the Tesseract did was some fancy uh, smart contract shit on the back end, locked up your pixelated bull, I believe. I'm, I'm not absolutely sure how it worked, but uh, they lock up your bull and then they mint you the 3D version of it. And so the supply stays the same because in order to get the 3D version, you have to have, you know, the, the pixel version and a Tesseract, which gives you uh, an extra piece of, of utility there uh, that, that you can sell and, and you can have, you know, as many Tesseracts as, as you want. Uh, the Tesseracts themselves can have other properties to them that, that allow them to do, you know, different things. Um, but that's the one way I've seen it done. Uh, there was another group called Intergalactic Planetary who did the first uh, immutable ones, I think. They did a galaxy, and each planet, you were buying that blank, basically. It was a position in the galaxy. And then you yeah. were able to use their sandbox to like sculpt your planet, like a little art project. Uh, and then you would save the state of the uh, textures and stuff over it. And then anyone could go to your planet and download that texture and make their planet a duplicate of yours. So you're not necessarily like minting the art in, in that aspect. You're minting the position and the planet. And then anyone can just, you know, make whatever they want out of it, which I thought was pretty interesting. Awesome. Um, I would be curious to hear what Sisla has uh, in mind uh, as far as that. That was just something off the top of my head that, that I remembered from Terra. But uh, Sisla, is there another way that you would think about uh, doing that? Uh, no, these are all approaches. And, uh, you know, in our case, yeah, directly 3D assets can be minted, of course. Uh, but through staking, NFT staking, it should be possible as well. And, uh, yeah, we've seen cases where... Uh, People have had those 3D assets ready, but they dropped 2D ones first, and then again uh, dropped a bigger collection with, uh, you know, with 3D assets. So that was a very simple approach. But uh, as you mentioned, yeah, the Terra ecosystem has evolved uh, quite a lot with respect to the projects that, uh, uh, you know, that launched on top of Terra, and uh, yeah, some great examples to learn from the Ethereum, Solana, and Terra ecosystems. And uh, I see we have another uh, artist that has, seems to have joined us, a rabid artist, uh, rabid artwork. Uh, how are you? Are you a NFT artist or are you working with Omniflex? I have not met you before or spoken to you, but I'm very excited to learn about you. What's up, fellas? Um, yeah, I'm a street artist, NFT artist, and a TV and film actor. I just hopped in the room because I saw it was a nice little crowd. And... Uh, Thought maybe I'd listen while I make some breakfast. Uh, oh, okay. 
Well, yeah, can you tell us a little about yourself or what you're working on? Sure. Um, I used to work for uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and uh, Holt Brothers Investments, and I used to be a day trader and a banker, and I made good money, and I hated living my life in a cubicle, so I quit to pursue an acting career, which led me to street art, which led me to NFTs. And for the past 10 years, I've been a street artist and actor. And if you watch TV in the past 10 years, you've seen me on something, I'm sure. Um, now I'm trying to, uh, what I did was every time I would do a show or a film somewhere in another state or uh, in another country, I would take my art supplies and hit the streets and, um, you know, tag up in art-friendly areas. And uh, when NFTs came around, I started uh, putting out collections on different blockchains and taking pictures of the NFTs, putting uh, barcodes, QR codes on them, printing them out as stickers and uh, putting them out on the street. So when everybody, anybody tries to take a picture of street art, it would lead them directly to the NFT shows who owns them. They can place an offer or, um, you know, just buy it if it's available or just learn about NFTs through that uh, source. Oh, I stopped talking. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This is the third time today I've done that with the mute button. Uh, I said that's really awesome. Um, that's uh, that's like really really fucking cool. Uh, have you released a NFT collection of your own yet? Yeah, I have multiple. I have uh, one on Solana, one on uh, Ethereum, on uh, Polygon. Um, I'm on multiple marketplaces: OpenSea, Coinbase, NFT. Uh, I dabble in DeSo, and I'm all over the place because. Uh, what I'm looking to do is have more eyes on my work. I am the biggest fan of my own work. I love it. I love the aesthetics of it, the art brood of it. And I want to show it to as many people as possible. And when people connect and they buy something, well, that's an amazing feeling. And I enjoy the chemical release from that and want to continue to do more. And I think NFTs finally allowed uh, me to make... Uh, residuals like i would in acting you know when you when you shoot a, a a show or a film every time it replays you get residual income from that it's less and less but still and now with nfts you can get that on your artwork um i've been Ooh. selling canvases and stuff go ahead no i was gonna say uh we'd love to we'd love to have you in the omniflex community um because you know people like you that um you know that have interesting stories and also have interesting histories they typically come out with really interesting collections um so i'd be really excited to see what you would um would, would create so yeah definitely tell me more about uh omniflex then absolutely so we have a creator studio that allows you to mint manage and uh monetize your assets um and i think if well you might have just joined us now but uh you know any of our artists that are up here on the platform can kind of speak to their experiences individually but um, you know, you have the ability to mint anything from a uh, audio file to a image to a, phot to a photograph to a uh, uh, video. You know, any kind of uh, creative art that you want to go ahead and publish with us, you have the ability to do that, and uh, it makes it really simple to do it without writing a single line of code. You can go in and create traits and properties and uh, different. Uh, characteristics for your NFTs to assign it rarity and to create rarity within your collection. Um, it's a self-service terminal, so you know you can upload your assets in bulk or individually. 
from your own device or from a URL, um, you know, however you want to go ahead and do that. And then you can either issue non-transferable or transferable NFTs. Um, and you can do that by just uploading a bulk list of wallet addresses that you have uh, that you've you know, aggregated throughout, your, um, you know, th- throughout the community, or you can uh, list them for sale on the marketplace. And um, you can assign royalty to yourself and uh, on the resales, uh, like you were just talking about. And then you can uh, you know, reap the benefits as the progress uh, goes with your artwork and your artwork continues to you know, benefit the buyers that uh, have purchased it in the past. So um, happy to answer any questions that you have or if you'd like to DM me after, um, you know, after this, I'm happy to walk you through it a little bit better. Uh, sure. I don't mean to be uh, rude. I just directly, um, how, how does that, uh, you know, what, how is that different from any other marketplace? I'm not, I'm not, uh, I mean, again, I don't mean to be, I'm just being direct. No, so we also have the ability for you to create interactive videos, uh, which, uh, you know, can, can engage your community and uh, you can reward them for their participation in it. So let's say you want to teach them about the history of street art in New York city. You can create an interactive video and publish that. And uh, with your community, they go through and they answer the questions that are in it and uh it's a you can literally do it on a live stream or you can do it uh, as a recorded video uh so that's something that is not available on other platforms you have the ability to mint an nft from a tweet that you send out from a uh youtube video that you release you that from a uh you know any url that you um that you uh that you have that you've published something on you can mint an nft directly from that uh, we also have a platform coming out now uh, in the next couple of weeks called Omniflix.me that'll allow you to share your entire portfolio of artwork from one unique link that's uh, you know exclusive to you, and it'll have all your uh, collections that are up for sale or your uh, projects that are up for sale. Um, it'll also allow you to display artwork that you collected on your own that you haven't created yourself, and that's also where any non-transferable NFTs are displayed uh, within the you know within the community. So. We, that's kind of like a MySpace for Web3, I like to call it, if you're uh, familiar with MySpace from back in the day. Um, but the And diff- then on, on top of that, also Cosmos itself having many cool perks, you know, as yeah. far as very uh, affordable gas fees, fast transaction time, stuff like that. Yeah, and we also accept, uh, for, for payments, we accept Juno, we accept Adam, we accept um chihuahua and we accept osmosis coin and we'll be releasing our own token in the next uh in the few weeks ahead but we will be soon supporting all the ibc tokens uh in the cosmos and beyond so that um that sounds very much to me like uh, i don't know if you're aware of uh Giso. um very familiar with this i actually uh, i've joined it uh a while like right when they uh launched but i'm very familiar with it yeah, so I was on that ride too, and like, uh, it's not. I said I don't think it's doing that well right now, but uh, it was quite alright, and uh, I'm still hopeful to see like what they can do. But it seems like you're uh, bringing uh, NFTs, crypto, and uh, social uh, uh, so, uh, social networks together, and pretty much a similar concept. Is it also on its own blockchain or it's on the Cosmos or? We're a a layer one blockchain. Um, The difference between us and Deso is more so they're um, they're more focused on like the social aspect of it. 
we're more focused on the creator side of it. So, you know, making tools that are useful for creators that don't have a background in engineering uh, and making it something that, you know, anybody can go out and, you know, anybody that has a great, a great idea, they can go out and, you know, monetize it. And uh, we make it, you know, try to make it as simple as possible for them. Um, whereas with Deso, it's more of like a, it's more of like a social network than um, than a creator studio. We're more of like a, a tech suite for creators, where we have you know four, five, six different uh, platforms that we're uh, building into one hub, which is the studio for creators, and that's all attached to the marketplace. Which um, it, the, I know, like Deso can get, can get kind of overwhelming because there's like a hundred different uh, variations of it, and you know which one do you use. But um, I'm not sure your experience with it, but I don't know. Uh, I, I know when I used it, it even as like an artist myself, um, as recently as like a few months ago, it was just hard to get engagement on there. With um, you know, it was hard to get. Um, it, it was hard to do a few things, but I don't want to talk negatively about them. No, I hear you because I was there from the beginning as well, and um, it seemed like that that concept of uh you know web3 is going to take what the best platform uh the best uh, app for diso will be and uh bring it up to the front but i think what they did is ended up fracturing themselves into too many things and people just exactly left exactly and it was really it was really difficult to follow at times because you know you have one platform that looks one way and you have another that looks another way and it's um but i think the concept of having a um you know uh, a blockchain that is you know able to be duplicated as the infrastructure for um social you know web3 is a great concept but um i don't know about the execution of it yeah i 100% agree with yeah, you that and also and also omniflex works on the distribution side also how how an artist or creator how how they can distribute their work and also creating interfaces for the licensing stake to access and although i mean it's a it's like a it's a, it's a combined a combined thing for the creators as well as collectors as well as uh, any kind of copyrights uh, we are we are opening the cha- we are opening multiple ways of distribution to make life easy for everyone Exactly, and the, the and like he was saying, the, the beauty of it is when you mint something uh, out of the studio, it's right onto our live marketplace. Once you have access for the uh, to to mint live on there, so I, and I know you can you know once you mint something on other platforms too, it's live immediately. But uh, we kind of bring everything together in one centralized, decentralized uh, hub. Um, so it's it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. It's and the most important yeah. thing, the most important thing is, does your art sell? So while Lucid and I had collaboration on the Tezos blockchain, we, this was months ago, hardly any of it sold. So, however, on um, Omniflix, he's, we've had sellout just about. So, you know, the, the proof is what happens in the end. Do people buy your art? Is the technology good? And so we as artists want to say, yes, this is the place. So that's that's what I wanted to let you know. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's definitely. Um... And one big thing, and one big thing which is uh, which is coming up, and which uh, which Sishla and uh, that talked about is uh, like completely the interoperability of NFTs between the multiple chains, like whether it's the cosmos based, whether it's. Uh, yeah, whether it's a cosmos based, whether it's a stargaze one's asset mantle, doesn't matter. Like as we are building infrastructure for making everything come on the Omniflex itself. 
so that yeah. i mean uh, it can become a cross chain nfts in a single place absolutely yeah that's a very good point as well thank you manny the um the ability to you know if you buy something uh, sure. yes somebody was uh adding something or was that yeah, you that uh, was me uh ken oh, sure. i think uh we are not able to each uh hear each other but uh yeah at least i'm not able to hear you but uh yeah thank you all for summarizing it very well and uh uh rabbit just a final word on that we are building the sovereign infrastructure for creators and communities so when we say sovereign infrastructure it mean it is under your control it is interoperable as you want and it is flexible enough for a creator or a community to do more with their nfts whether they are minted on ethereum solana you know eventually it won't matter and uh, yeah those communities will be built across blockchains and we believe we are building the infrastructure for that both for uh, media asset publishing ip settlement or intellectual property settlement and of course for communities to collaborate and come together yeah and you don't have to worry about censorship with omniflex everything is um, you know it's a permissionless platform as well it seems like you guys are definitely taking uh, uh, the lessons of dso and like trying to uh, um execute in a much better way with a, with a, a lot of improvements and uh, a different system but uh the biggest lesson i learned from uh, uh diso which um i'll just throw it out there maybe it's it'll be beneficial or not but uh i learned that um not to hone in on one platform or one community because you don't know how it's going to work out and you want to spread yourself around every community and every platform so you can have more eyes on your work because that at the end that's the goal. So I I really like what I'm hearing from you guys. I want to stay and listen more. Um but I just want to throw out that lesson that I learned that um no matter how good something seems like don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's never a good play. Why do we forget that in web3? I don't know. Cheers folks. Absolutely. By the way, Chevy, one one other important thing that's really crucial for artists is when there is a scammer or a fake collection coming in trying to do something, it gets dealt with. And I saw this, uh, I think, a couple of months ago. There was a situation where somebody had copied work from another blockchain yep. of another artist and and published it or or minted yep. it, and guess they got dealt with right away. Whereas other platforms, they're not as quick or as responsive. when there is somebody copying work so i i really like omniflex in every way how they support the artist yeah i think we had them off the, uh, i think we had them offline and- yeah and the one more underappreciated mm-hmm. i mean undiscussed thing in general is like recently i went to the bangalore for salana conference so i met some people who were trying to build this mm-hmm. nft i mean some nft projects what they are saying is they are like they are, they are like looking for developers they are looking so many thing so just to make uh, their own smart contract and their own dao and on and everything and and i just told them like i mean uh, so like womniflix uh, has the dav infrastructure uh, inbuilt in it so if anybody wants to launch their nft project on the on the omniflix so they can directly build a they can use our dav infrastructure to build their dav or to make the voting decisions or any kind of thing anybody who wants their their nft they they can vote there and also like uh, what i thought after that is anybody who 
launch their collection on Solana or Ethereum or everything. So they don't need to build. So they can make NFTs there, but they can port their NFTs using our our, our interoperable NFT infrastructure, which is going to come in future. So they can they can directly come to the Omniflex and they can they can use our DAO infrastructure here so that they can build their DAO over uh, over running their own NFTs. So I think this is going to be an amazing thing uh, in a way. Is that is that going to be Web four, where we take all of these siloed blockchains and we make it one seamless user experience, where it doesn't matter, and the aggregation and the curation is what we find value in? I think yes. <laughs> I think Web four. Like I mean, I think Web three are just in names which we are giving itself. So, so yeah, fine. If we, if people are giving Web four to us, yeah, we are very happy to take. I would say the biggest question then is, uh, well, one just for curiosity, how how long has have you been on since launch? And the biggest question for me is, um, how even if you have like a better product, a better mousetrap, how are people gonna know how are you gonna get people to come there because again i keep up bringing diesel because it was a very big learning experience where uh, they couldn't they couldn't get they had a lot of money they had a lot of hype but they couldn't get people to come over so how, how do you plan to market and um, get um, people over and how many users do you have now and how long have you been around for if you don't mind thanks so we launched hey, yeah no, definitely yeah, i'll take that oh. Sister, go ahead. Take that. Uh, no, sister, go ahead. Sorry, I, I didn't realize you were there. Uh, sister, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, now I can. I uh, now can hear that. Hey, sorry, Ken, for interrupting you. Uh, yeah, no. but yeah, Rabbit, we launched in uh, February on uh, February twenty second, two to twenty two, and uh, since then we've had about uh, sixty five collections that got launched. Uh, about three hundred k. Both in it came sales uh, based on the uh, respective days token value. And uh, apart from that, we've been able to launch multiple types of uh, NFTs, music NFTs, uh, video NFTs, image PFPs, and so on and so forth. Um, even before this, we got our uh, chain forked by a game development studio that's building metaverse infrastructure. And right now, we are working with the folks with folks both from Web3 and uh, traditional media, where they've been managing digital assets. And we have about uh, 8,000 plus digital assets under management, their IP18 dimensions of metadata, uh, and working with record labels and studios. So this is our approach. So we have been community driven right from the start, but we haven't actually ignored the guys that already manage content, that are already have content uh, with themselves and own uh, IP in some sense, as well as manage, distribute IP. So using the power of traditional media in its organization, but uh, in terms of IP, it is unstructured. So when we're building that infrastructure, the guys that already own content are the first people that we believe will have use and benefit from utilizing this infrastructure at scale. And as well as the independent creators that have entirely been skipped out from this process. So we're giving them both at an app layer publishing tools as well as at a protocol layer, everything we're doing with Omniflix. So this is how we are expanding. And when we say community driven, we 
truly mean it because we've powered events we've uh, actually built interfaces that uh, the entire cosmos ecosystem used so we are uh, an independent blockchain a sovereign blockchain by ourselves but we operate or you know we are part of the cosmos interchain ecosystem where we are connected with about 50 other blockchains and you know hundreds of others coming up and we are building infrastructure for all of them right so in that sense we are community driven and have been and will be community driven so that is the way in which we are uh, approaching community ops and from a true business development standpoint we are making sure that the network is involved in the traditional media flow ops as well to be able to onboard uh, both media assets as well as creators at scale yeah so would that mean that you're more uh, designed to attract uh, new users or new to crypto or new to nft because how, how do you get over like let's say uh, you know an eddie gangland or somebody even more successful how do you get them to come over and bring their collectors and their people over when they're having like um, you know he was doing really well on OpenSea. um coinbase came around they uh invited him over and he made a lot of hype on coinbase and coinbase didn't really do anything there has to be some kind of features or something that uh something that maybe i don't know inviting to these people who are already doing well who can bring everybody over and uh is there any plans to work on that somehow because uh, without that it's kind of hard unless you're marketing just strictly to new people well briefly oh yeah uh, so this is actually interesting because we've had quite the success with people that are not completely aware of how contracts work but have an idea of nfts work on ethereum and we've been able to successfully onboard them to uh, omniflix that has been one case that was successful then there was a case that I, where people knew that building communities across blockchains is the way to go those guys also knew and understood the power of omniflix but where we've had intermediate success is when we've had people that were you know hell bent on just doing it on ethereum or foundation or you no know, specific apps and uh, yeah eventually it was hard for us to onboard them so we might or might not have the ability to onboard you know such people right away but what we've been what we realized we've been successful at is we were able to build infrastructure that could onboard you know anyone that's new to web3 easily that's one and the other part to that is we were able to onboard people that have used uh, you know bridges interoperable assets and so on and so forth so our fundamental idea here is to of course work with people that already manage assets content uh, creators and so on and so forth but not only that uh, but eventually be able to power uh, independent creators also with this infra and when we are doing that we believe we are uh, building it for both extremes uh, where power users and uh, you know someone that's relatively very new is taken care of both at an app and protocol layer uh, where they don't have to write smart contracts to mint nfts on omniflix it's all through the app and you know that's the kind of infrastructure that we built and yeah we believe this will help us in adoption yeah thank Can you I so just much add to that rabbit so i i come from just you know crypto background and so so the way i came to omniflix was through the technology because i believed in the cosmos ecosystem and then i studied it 
And so I came in from a technical point of view, understanding what's happening here is amazing. And I went to my artist friends, like Lucy, I'm like, hey, this is it. This is going to be the future. So, th- so there are certain people who understand the technology and how important it is, and they come in that way. And then there are just other ways that other people find out and everybody tells each other. And so I think the NFT space is still pretty small. And so that's how I got into Omniflex was from, I, I understood the brilliant minds and the technology that was happening. And I could see that this is the future and I definitely want to be a part of that. So that was my personal experience with coming here. Yeah, that definitely um, is a good thing for Omni. You definitely need like a strong um, uh, base community to uh, really believe in it. And there's, you know, every every project has, every good project has that. So, um, yeah, that's very good to hear. But also, guys, thank you so much for being so open and uh, really engaging with my questions. Uh, if they seem direct, I apologize. I just wanted to know some information. Um, I'm going to go have breakfast now, but thank you so much for being so kind. Peace, guys. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your questions. I think, too, like another big part of it is doing exactly what you're doing right now, is is having these spaces, having collaborative workshops and things that people can bring other people in from different chains. Cause like, that's how we learn, you know, there's so much shit out there that you could not, even if you had 24 hours a day, like you could not cover it all. So we latch onto the things that we're attracted to by, you know, whatever vibes and others do the same. And then our networks and our circles grow. And that's kind of what we were doing at intern capital, like all the different projects that I would interview because they were all starting out. Each project needed something. And because we had this network in place, as soon as they said what they needed, I knew exactly who to send them to. And then we took it a step further and we created this intern intake form. And it was basically like a, 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 a form interview that asks you like the, the real questions. Like if, if, if you weren't motivated by money, what would you be doing with your time? Like what, what would you do that you want to do? Not, because you have to do that, that sort of stuff. And that allowed us to have this, like, I I think by the time everything exploded, we were about 75 or 80 interns deep uh, with skill sets that ranged from actual code development to project management, to just community management, moderators, like the whole gamut. So whenever anybody needed something, like they knew exactly where to go because we had the spreadsheet, we had the connections, we knew exactly whose skill set worked well with whose. Like it, it was really cool to to be able to help, you know, build something like that early on. And I think if we keep on that path and, and replicate that throughout these other chains, I, I think we can be a real cohesive force, you know. No, I agree with you 100%, man. Uh, like, I, you kind of like took the words right out of my mouth. I used to host these two. You better watch out. I'm coming for your job, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I could always use the co-host. 
like i mean uh, b- b- before we are uh, before we are going to close the space uh, i just like to inform uh, i mean i shared the tweet about the winners of the today so so we randomly drawed uh, i mean we we we, do, we had a random draw and we selected two winners uh, for for the day so yeah th- those winners are uh, like one is bit savage one is jess mail uh, sasha so you guys please uh, dm flix fanatics uh, yeah th- oh, for the reward that's the uh, that's the bath time giveaway by the way so bit savage and who and uh, jess miles work something uh, ah jess mail <laughs> see you there so yes congratulations you have won a dr teal's bath kit um as has bit savage who uh is no longer with us, I believe. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, notify him that he won. Uh, one of our creators that launched their collection, uh, I believe yesterday or today, um, the uh, Crypto Crystals won. And so there we go. That's awesome. Well, anybody else have anything they want to share today? Because uh, we're coming up on the two and a half hour mark and uh, my mouth is quite dry. So I, I'm opening it up to anybody else that is uh, that would like to share something. Uh, otherwise, we will probably wrap it up for today in our uh, longest space ever. And also, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I would like to. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I'd like uh, to say. Okay, thank you. Uh, get over to Omniflex Marketplace and get you some of them interplanetary battle cards and. Uh, if there's any more of the lucid dreamer uh, animals there, I want to get me some more as soon as I get home. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually about to, I'm about to be right there behind you on that. And uh, Tangled, speak of the devil, the IBC uh, interplanetary card game. How are we doing on that front? Well, I want to know where Brutus is that's making that noise. What What is that? Sounds like a hydraulic splitter of some sort what, what are you doing man well i'm on my day job i'm on my day job and uh we were doing sheet metal we're building uh air conditioning duct work so everybody can stay nice and cool but uh i really want to uh go get a uh, epsom bath epsom salt bath and uh, put some bubbles in it when i get home tonight that is a great decision <laughs> yeah absolutely great decision um tangled how are we doing on the ibc collectibles uh on ibc card front look i just I'll, I'll just keep it short and simple that was a monster in the studio episode um i just want to say thanks for powering on and um you know giving us that content for that long that was incredible um, also, okay. have to say, done it without everybody else. That was yeah. That was that was crazy. Um, congratulations to all the artists and everyone that presented tonight. Um, I just want to say thanks for all of that. Congratulations to Man on a Mission Brutus Chain for launching your token. And really, um, I'll talk about IBC game another day. I think we've heard enough tonight. Today. Well, thank you. And I got to get myself, I got to get in another game over there. Uh, I want to rematch against you, Tangled, because, uh, and I believe I won a, comp- a contest last week, which gave me an additional card. Um, 
And maybe you and uh, Bit Savage can talk about some collaboration with his uh, Crystal Power Ups. Maybe they can give me some extra, uh, maybe something on par with like the Founders deck, and I'll, uh, I'll maybe maybe even stronger than the Founders deck. Who knows? With a Crystal Power Up, I would love to do a collaboration with Bit Savage. Before I duck out, I might just mention um, Kobos uh, Crisis Twenty Twenty One who's a very passionate IBC gamer, he's actually offered to donate two of his ultras that he sniped during the original Mint for the upcoming Genesis um, Genesis Championship in July. So the prize pool's bumped up to over 100, um, 100 Osmo at the moment. 100, it's getting to about 120, 140 Osmo value in terms of prizes and, and IBC tokens. So, um, you know, if anyone is interested in the uh pvp nft uh you know the the gaming space it is uh really uh, it, it's starting to build in terms of a community and in july we have a um a double elimination bracket for quite a uh you know a quite a reasonable prize pool i think free entry for anyone that does have an ibc um deck but again We'll leave that for another in the studio. I uh, just wanted to say thanks to everyone and thanks to the Omniflix team and YouChev for just pushing through. It was a monster session. Thank you so much, Shangled. I appreciate it, man. Um, and we always appreciate your support. And thank you for being here every week. If there was a, uh, maybe we, we were going to, we might have to talk about something. And real quick, actually, before, um, before we go, since I have a bunch of my uh, favorite creators up here, what would you guys think of us having a um like a you know a workshop like every week or every uh other week that uh would like you know teach you guys how to use the studio platform uh or teach you some like marketing uh strategies that you can use to implement for your project um is that something that you guys would find valuable i'll take the uh emojis as a uh as a potential yes but if anybody has any feedback about things like that that you guys would like to learn uh, that would be really, um, really helpful because that's something that uh, I'm trying to kind of like put together with, uh, with the team here is some initiatives where we can kind of you know teach you guys some things and teach you how to you know uh, benefit yourselves and the and your project and uh, how to teach you how to use you know the studio and all the different features that are available to you and uh, things that are coming up you know in the weeks and months ahead that we're building for you. So um, if that's something that people are interested in. Definitely, um, you know, I would like to. I'm going to re- be reaching out to some of the to some of our artists this week and just get some feedback from you guys of things that that would be helpful to you um, that we can do uh, as we move forward here. So uh, look out for that because um, we definitely want to uh, continue to add value to you guys as, as much as we can. But uh, with that, Count me in. I'm definitely in. Thank you, Sandy. Awesome um and yeah if if there's any topics that you guys would like to learn about or um you know strategies that you want to implement or things that you see uh other projects doing and you want to help you know want some help doing that for your own project don't hesitate to reach out to me or to Cicela or to anybody else on the team we're always happy to help um and yeah with that it is 12:32 p.m. eastern time it is uh I think it makes that around 4.32 p.m. UTC. And we'll be calling this one a wrap. Thank you so much to everybody that joined us. Uh, And I think I'm going to go take a bath. Congratulations to our winners 
who won Dr. Teal's bath products, Bit Savage, uh, Paul from Skynet, and uh, Jay Smile Hassa. Jay Smile Hassa. Jay Smiles Hassa. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm so sorry, but I will be DMing you to um, to give you your uh, bath kit. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Super Era and Manny, for helping with the drawing of the fair bath kit giveaway. And I hope that brings you much relaxation and comfort and pleasure. Thank you, all of you. Have a great day, great weekend, and see you next week on In the Studio. Bye now. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Omniflix Network In the Studio, Episode 3 with NFT creators and collectors, recorded on Friday, June 3rd, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking and all my friends find a rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Small, many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent For the actual artists, and say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like. 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I was son, at the I remember a time. And it's Alexa, guaranteed. enough. I'm trying to reminisce now.
I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. Uh-uh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys. Though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can't do a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys, I, I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Spaces.